Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, author of Visualizing Happiness in Every Area of Your Life and host of this podcast, Incredible Life Creator. And my guest today is Mr. Joseph George. Joseph George founded Fullness of Life Ministries, a Christian charity that uses the creative industries to carry out humanitarian efforts across the world, among many other services. The ministry is based around rapping, speaking, and writing. This has led to the production of four music EPs. Fullness of Life Ministries grew out of the Christian rap music business of performing under the stage name Joey G. The values of Fullness of Life Ministries are integrity, excellence, making a difference, and making the world a better place. A considerable percentage of the earnings from the music go into charitable ventures in developing nations such as orphanages, education, feeding programs, and disaster relief. One of the objectives of the charity is to alleviate poverty in developing nations and assist in the progress and improvement of their standard of living. The charity supports ministries and communities in Cameroon, Philippines, and India. Welcome to the podcast, Joseph. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Kimberley. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear about uh, you and your charity. And, um, you know, so many times we don't think a lot of times of rap music and Christian Christianity. So uh -huh. that's quite a combination. So why don't you start out by telling us, you know, who you are, where you started out, how this all came to be. Okay, yeah. So um, like uh, Dr. Kim already introduced me, my name is Joseph George. Um, I go by the stage name of Joey G, uh, but just a little bit of a background about myself. I was born in London uh, to Nigerian parents. Uh, my dad was called uh, Femi George and my mom was called uh, Mudukbe George, or she used a, a Hebrew name, Mary. Um, and when I was two, they took me back to Nigeria. Um, unfortunately, um, three years after we got back to Nigeria, my parents got divorced. So my dad took me to my grandma and uh, my grandma brought me up uh, my grandma uh, was a, a remarkable lady she's still alive today would you believe um she's she's gonna be 102 even oh though I've my lost goodness, 102 yeah she's gonna be 102 <laughs> in July. yeah not so not so long She's going to be 102, God willing, she's still with us. Um, we, we actually went to see her uh, last year as a family in Nigeria, which was great. But um, she brought me up, myself and my sister, when my, my parents were divorced, and um, she brought me up alongside 10 other um, um, cousins and relatives. So there was 12 of us. And would you believe this, Kimberly? I was the only boy amongst 11 girls oh my goodness <laughs> 11 girls and one boy how yeah. did you even survive that <laughs> it, was, it was quite an experience i'll tell you i mean it was great in some ways because i didn't have to worry about food you know they did most of the cooking they looked after us um as i grew older i learned to cook as well so cooking is one of my hobbies now by the way um but uh, it was great when when things were good you know because like they played games when they played football with me you guys you guys in america call it soccer they mm -hmm. they played football with me and i played hopscotch with them you mm -hmm. know so that was good 
but the difficult the difficulty was when they had an argument it was awful because it's like you know when guys fight they fight they had they exchange blows that's it but when girls fight they they stop talking to each other and they'll like like not speak to each other for like you know a week even sometimes you know <laughs> that was horrible but but when 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 everything was great it was a great place to be and a lot of my friends used to love coming over because there's lots of girls in the house and they yeah, love coming right. to see me. <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah, so that was quite an experience, um, you know, growing up amongst eleven girls. Um, so, but then um, my grand got saved when I well, she got saved when I was about um, six or seven, and my grand used to take me to revival meetings when I was little. But when we were growing up, she used to take us to church. It was an Anglican church. She just used to take us to church, you know, for Christmas or for Easter or maybe there was a, a wedding or christening or anything like that. So I kind of had a bit of a Christian background, but I wasn't saved. Uh, it wasn't until I was about 11. Some of my parents came, uh, some, sorry, not my parents, some of my cousins uh, came over um, from Northampton in England. They came back to Nigeria where I was staying and they shared the gospel with us about about the fact that it's not enough just knowing about Jesus, you know, even though we were brought up, we knew the stories, you know, we read, we, you know, we read the Bible and stuff, but I didn't have a personal relationship with, with Jesus. And so it wasn't enough just knowing about him. You need to invite him into your life and you need to, you know, and have a personal relationship with him as your Lord and Savior, not just him being your Savior, but he needs to be your Lord as well. So I, I asked the Lord into my heart when I was about 11. But then that was just before I went to high school. And in those days, you know, I was into it. Obviously, I was into rap, as you know. You know, like rap started like in the 70s, but it became big in the 80s. So, you know, break dancing and, and rapping and stuff. So I was one of those people, you know, used to do it in school. I was one of the cool guys, you know. So I didn't really want people to know I was a Christian because, you know, I didn't want them to call me like a Bible basher, you know, or a God squad or anything like that. So I didn't really live as a Christian in, in high school, you know. I was just one of the guys, you know. I behaved like one of the guys because I didn't want to lose my friend. Um, uh, one of my friends... Um, uh, a guy I knew, he wasn't really a close friend, but he was a, a, a guy I knew, um, uh, challenged me. But before he challenged me, I'd gone to this uh, sort of more lively, charismatic church, and the person who was preaching really preached about the cross, really preached about what Jesus did, how he was whipped, how he was mocked, how people spat at him, how, you know, his beard was pulled, and, you know, he was on the cross with hardly anything on, on the cross. Um and uh, that really challenged me because even though I'd asked Jesus into my life, I wasn't living as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I um, I was challenged that if Jesus could give everything for me, what was I doing, you know, hiding and not wanting people to know that I was a Christian? So um, an altar call was made. I didn't go forward, but I can't, I gave my, I gave, I rededicated my life and my heart because again, I was a bit shy. Do you know what I mean? I didn't want to go forward. So I went to school and this guy um, kind of heard, had heard that I went to church, um, you know, and then he came and challenged me using Revelation 3.15 that, you know, if you're not cold or hot, you know, if, um, 
you know, you're lukewarm, you know, Jesus said he'll spit you out of his mouth. So that really challenged me because they, there was a Christian union in the, in the high school, but I didn't really mm -hmm. want to join because, again, I didn't want to lose my friends and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So anyway, um, this guy challenged me. So I started going to the Christian union. And you know what happened? Once I started going to the Christian union, you know, that's like nailing your colors to the mast. I lost all my friends, basically. Mm -hmm. But God was so gracious. God gave me new ones because there were lots of young people in the in the Christian union. And my life kind of took took off. But um, I said all that to say this. You know, when I um, when I was not living for Jesus between the ages of 11 and 16, music, partying, talking about girls, that was kind of my life, you know, that, that was like my God, if you like. And so when I rededicated my life to Jesus, I had to, especially music, you know, like, I was such a music buff, you know, like I said, I was into music and breakdancing and things like that. Um, every night I was always listening to all the new songs that were coming out, learning the words and all that sort of stuff. Um, so when I rededicated my life to Jesus, I had to lay that on the altar, if you like. Um, and so I did, by God's grace, surrendered my life to Jesus. Then I came back to the UK uh in 1992 to study i thought but god had other ideas as we'll find out later and um what basically then happened was after i came back to the uk um, i went to university and whilst i was in university i got exposed to a band a christian band i'm gonna ask you this because they're an american band kimberly um have you heard of a band called dc talk yeah dc talk yeah so i found out about dc talk um, I was like so excited because I'm like, wow, this is Christian. It's rap. It's stuff I love. And they're using it to share the gospel. What more? You know, what's better? What can be better? You know, so I really got into DC Tour. And that was kind of how I started writing my own songs. And the rest is history, as they say. Beautiful. So, so did you start writing your songs when you were actually in school? In, in college or uh yeah so um you guys call it college but um we call it university mm -hmm. um yeah so i um i started right yeah i started writing songs uh when i was in university and it kind of started as a hobby at first i was just i was just writing because i was inspired you know and then what then happened was um i was after i finished university i started work, working for um, a church, the Assemblies of God Church, um, that was based in the town where my university was. So it was at um, Assemblies of God Church in Bangor, North Wales. So after I finished university, I started working as a student worker. So I was like a student pastor, if you like. Mm. Um, so whilst whilst I was uh, in university, I started to write the songs. But this church was very missional, very missions orientated. Um, so of course, you know, you always catch the spirit of your leader, as it were, you know. And um, uh, this pastor of mine, she's a she's a dynamite pastor, Pauline Edwards. Um, she uh, she she's an apostle, really. And um, she, I had the privilege of even going on some mission trips with her. You know, she took me to India with her, went to Kenya with her. So I had this in my heart that I was going to make a one-off album to raise money for missions. So that was kind of what then gave me the motivation to try and make the music. Yeah, and my motivation was to make an album so I could sell it 
and put the money into missions. And that was kind of how the music kind of developed into a business, if you like. So I um, presented my vision to, uh, in the UK, you know, you know, our, our king is now called King Charles, but before he was the king, he was Prince Charles, and he's got this um, charity um, called the Prince's Trust. He's got a trust called the Prince's Trust, and it's for young entrepreneurs who between the ages of 16 and 30, if you want to start your own business, um, you can apply for some funding and you can get some money. To, to, and they give you like £250 and you can use it as a test marketing grant to start your own business. So um, I present. So I was presented before a panel. I presented my vision to them and um, I got the money to, to make my first EP. And then, yeah, God has just taken it from there. So that was how Joey G was born. <laughs> Beautiful. So once you left um, university... What kind of profession did you go into? Did you continue um, pastoring or what did what do you do as a profession? Yeah, so my degree was actually in bank insurance and finance. That was what my degree was in. Uh, but when I finished university, I, like I told you, I was working for the church, but I also had to work alongside because the church could only pay me like a part-time wage, if you like. So um, I had numerous jobs. Um, I even worked at McDonald's at one stage. That's <laughs> part of that. Uh, I did sales jobs. I did. But eventually, um, I got a job in a bank. Um, and I worked in the bank for like three years, three and a half years. I worked in two different banks for about two and a half years. Um, so, yes, I always had a job alongside. But it wasn't until what you might call a full-time missionary, but I still work anyway. I still work. Um, so even when I, even in 2009, I worked for like a Christian um, uh, retreat center. I worked in the college as a, as a Christian chaplain, and then I did youth work as well. Um, so yeah, so I've always worked. And then I, and then I did my master's in 2009 uh, in missions and evangelism as well. So I've always kind of worked and been in ministry. Even now, you know, um, I still I still do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, they, they even have the tent. What are they? Tent makers ministries, you know, where That's right. a lot of people, you know, a lot of people would like to go into missions full time. But the reality is most of us have to do our passion on the side. I mean, even this podcast, you know, I don't get paid for it. I don't, it takes yeah. a lot of my time and energy and money, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's my give back, but I still do my other work to actually yeah. create income. Okay. Okay. What, what's, what's your other job, if you don't mind me asking? I'm a behavioral optometrist. So I right. help people yes. see better and help them perform better as far as their brain function. Brilliant. That's great. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I've always kind of had a bit of, a bit of tent making going on alongside ministry. Um, I have been, I've also been in positions where I've been paid full time, you know, uh, in ministry as well, but they, they've been temporary uh, positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, tell me about your music. Now, I've had the chance to listen to some of your music, but for listeners 
Tell us about your music, the messages in your music. Yeah, great. Um, so, uh, obviously, like I said, I was inspired by DC Talk and then maybe you've heard of Brits, I don't know, um, gospel gangsters and, and people like that. Lots of American... Um, I'm highly influenced by American rappers, by the way, <laughs> Christian rappers, of course. Um, so consequently, a lot of my stuff is, is Christian as well. Um, so uh, my first album by God's Grace was called Time for Revival. Um, so there's some, there's quite a few tracks about, you know, Jesus coming back, but, but Jesus wanting to revive his church, um, about not worrying about things and different things like that. But all the most of the rapping, most of the songs I do are about Jesus or maybe about encouraging us. My second album is called Breakthrough, uh, mm -hmm. The Next Level. Um, and I'll just tell you a little bit of a story as to how that album came about. Mm -hmm. um, because what happened was I was um, obviously I'd been I'd done the first I was in the process of releasing releasing the first album. But um, I was um, I was working for God, but I come to a difficult place. Um, and by saying difficult place, I um, I was living with someone. I as in living with someone being, I didn't have my own place to stay. So I was, you know, they let me stay. Like my pastor let me stay uh, with her with with their family just for a little while. And then another friend put me up. You know, he he put me up. So I didn't have my own place. But I was trying to find somewhere, you know, to stay. But so I I had that, and then. My job situation wasn't the best either. I, I didn't have a job as well. I was looking for another job because the job I had, do you know what I mean, came to an end. So I was looking for another job and then I didn't really have a place to stay. So I was in a really difficult place. And we had uh, with my, you know, with my, uh, with the pastor I had at the time. And um, they came, and and the 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 uh, the man the man the the guy, Pastor Sid, prayed for me, and he prayed that you know the Lord would give me a breakthrough, and you know it's like it was a prophetic prayer. He prayed for me that the Lord would give me a breakthrough. You know, sometimes when God speaks to you, He goes really deep down into your spirit. You know, and it was just one of those that God will give me a breakthrough. And then uh, I was just I was I was walking. Um, by God's grace, God gave me the opportunity. I was able, I was then able to find a flat, you know, so I'd moved, but I was going, I think I was on my way to go and view the flat. And um, sometimes, you know, when God inspires me, he just kind of gave me this tune, breakthrough, breakthrough, the Lord's gonna, you're gonna have this breakthrough, nothing's gonna stand between your breakthrough, all you gotta do is go for your breakthrough. You know, I just had this, you know, uh, and then that was kind of how the song came out of that experience. And you know that song, you know, the, you know the song that's in. I think it's Psalm forty. You know that says that um, God has brought us out of the miry clay, and is uh, put us on a rock to stay. And then he says, "He's put a song in my mouth to sing." Mm -hmm. And often a lot of the songs or even a lot of the wealth of the treasures of good things that comes out of our lives often come out of 
you know, Mary Clay experiences, you know, mm -hmm. where you've been down in the dumps, as it were, and then, you know what I mean, God brings you out of the Mary Clay and he gives you a song, he puts a song in your mouth to sing. So that was kind of how that album came about, Breakthrough, The Next Level, which was released in 2011. And then uh, my latest album, it was, was, was released in 2017 and it's called Superhero. And it's about Jesus being the superhero. Um, and, you know, uh, I like superheroes, by the way, you know. So I'm still <laughs> a big kid in that sense. You know, I like Captain America and Spider-Man and <laughs> Hulk and all these people. But they, all those people, they're all just like fake imitations of the real hero. The real superhero is the Lord Jesus, you know. I mean, he's the one who is who is dead. He's alive forevermore, you know. They try to portray the fact that the superhero is going to live forever. Well, Jesus is going to live forever. Mm -hmm. uh, superheroes always risk their lives to save the world. Well, the Lord Jesus died for us and to save the world, mm -hmm. um, you know. So they're, they're these parallels, you know. So the songs of well, that that song is about Jesus being the ultimate superhero. Um, and yeah, so those are what my my and by God's grace, I'm actually working on another album at the moment, which I'm trusting God will will be out before the end of the year. It's it's called Pause the album because I released a devotional um, a couple a couple of years back called Pause. Um, think about this, and it, it it tackles issues that um, resonate with young people. So it's like about issues like technology, fame, being a celebrity. Um, diet, you know, anorexia, things like that. So the al the album um, is like a version of the book, you know, coming out um, in a rap form, obviously. And um, so I'm working on another album at the moment. Do you care to um, share like a maybe snippet of a song with us? Like do a little rap so we can hear yeah. your style? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. The Lord will lead you if you let him. You got to learn about the P word from the P to the A to the T to the I to the E and N C E. That spells patience, and that's what you need to get the blessings from above. Cause you got to learn to hold on. You might be sold on, never running ahead, never lagging behind. This song is dedicated to you. If you feel tired of waiting, weeping, my angel for a night, but joy will come through in the morning light. The trouble that seems to be inside will soon disappear. Like the darkness of night, so hold on. All right. <laughs> you. That was awesome. Thank so, you. Uh, <laughs> so now, are you actually going into churches and in, in performing, or how are you using your gift right now? Right. So predominantly, the opportunities that have been opening up to me have been going into schools mainly, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, because, um, and, you know, remember I said earlier as well that, um, I, I still work, um, uh, you know, like part-time, even though I'm self-employed, but, um, I went into this youth center in 2021 to do a rap workshop. And so they offered me a, a 15 hour contract. So I work at the youth center. So we offer alternative education. But I go into schools and into youth centers mainly, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, so I go into schools and into youth centers mainly now, um, doing rap workshops. Um, and as I do rap workshops, which basically I, I may, it's delivering education 
amongst other things, being a, a, a role model, uh, but also teaching songwriting and how to create raps and how to create songs. So um, I go into schools mainly, or of course, I still go into churches. Um, so for example, in July, uh, next month, I'm going to be um, joining up with a, a, a group of churches who will be doing like some street, out, street outreach uh in one of the towns in north wales so i'm going to be ministering there in july mm -hmm. so i still i still go into churches and, and places like that but most of my most of my um, opportunities have been in schools i was actually in the school on tuesday this week um doing a rap workshop because i um i have this um collaboration with this organization called um big ideas wales mm -hmm. it's actually uh it's a government initiative to encourage entrepreneurship in schools. Um, so I go in and I deliver a motivational talk, but I also do a rap workshop alongside. Uh, but what's been great with uh, my uh, opportunities in schools is when I go into schools and I do a rap workshop, they ask me, hey, are you on Spotify? You're your YouTube music. And I go, yes, I am. And they go on and, they, of course, they get to listen to my Christian stuff. So so that's, that's got, that'd be good. God's been using it uh, in that way. So that's been great. Beautiful. And now I know you also have a podcast. So tell us about your podcast and what your subject matter is. Yeah. So my podcast is called uh, Fullness of Life Ministries Podcast. And um, that was one of the things, ministries that God led me into over lockdown. As you know, um, lockdown brought a lot of change to all of us. And we all had to either reinvent ourselves or diversify in one way or the other and um for, for me personally one of the things that happened to me at the time just before covid hit i was a chaplain in a college in a further education college uh but i couldn't i couldn't go into the college uh because i was a, a, seen as a third party i was a part of the bubble so i couldn't i couldn't go and one of the things that came out of um lockdown was um I joined an organization called Life on Fire. I don't know if you've heard of Life on Fire. I am I a part have. of Life on Megan Fire. Megan. Yes. Ah, well, there we are. So, um, yeah, so I found out about Life on Fire, um, and I, I went through the program, which was a huge blessing. And um, out of that whole experience came my podcast, uh, you know, because God helped me to kind of reinvent myself, if you like. And... Um, Oh yeah, let me let me just give this little testimony as well. So um, during lockdown, I started to I I, I knew Sean Bowles. Do you know Sean Bowles? I, I, I know he's, he's a prophet. Um, uh, he, again, he's he's based in America, um, and I, I I've been exposed to his ministry to 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 a certain extent. But I, I really listened to him a lot over the lockdown, and um, he had a podcast. I, I sincerely believe this, um, Kim. I think I, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes when you're exposed to, to a ministry that you res respect and admire, you, you you can catch an anointing, you know, almost from <laughs> from being exposed, you know, to that ministry. Mm -hmm. And um, it was kind of like I caught the anointing for, for doing my own podcast through that. And what happened, you know, God in his providence, uh, uh, you know, there's this um, um, organization, it's a, a website um, 
Uh, it's a it's a web hosting company called WordPress. You, I'm sure you know about it. WordPress just kind of sent this message out that you can kind of turn your blogs into podcasts. And it kind of coincided with when I was exposed to Sean Ball's podcast. Mm-hmm. And and kind of that was kind of how the podcast, you know, kind of came about. But um, I've been having lots of different people um, on the podcast. And they've mainly been authors, coaches and speakers. And I've basically just been um, interviewing them and, and asking them to tell their story um, asking them to share any of their products that they have, their books or, you know, their, their shows or, you know, their, their coaching business, you know, they've given them an, an extra platform for them to get their message out there. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had a lot of, uh, you know, people, I call them, you know, life on fire people, you know, all the life on fire people uh, um, on the podcast, you know, just to, you know, some have just come and given their testimony of, of how they came to faith. Some have come and, and shared the story of how God healed them, you know, of, and, but most of them have come and, and shared about their ministries or, you know, how they're serving God or um, how they're getting the message out there as well. So, yeah, that's what the podcast's about. Beautiful. Well, if people wanted to connect with you, um, how can they connect with you? And um, yeah, do you have a website or tell us about all, all the things that we can connect with you? Yeah. So uh, people can connect with me um, uh, mainly through my website. So my website is www.fullnessoflifeministries.org. Um, and on there, there, there are... Um, uh, you, there are links to all my social media uh, platforms. So I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, Pinterest. <laughs> so uh, if you go on fullnessoflifeministries.org, uh, um, you'll be able to, to um, you know, you'll be able to get a link. Um, just click on the link. Uh, it'll take you to all my different social media platforms. Um, it's also got information about uh, my my podcast on there, um, my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, so there's a link to, to the YouTube channel on, on the website as well. So it's www.fullnessoflife. Um, I'm sure you can spell it F-U-L-L-N-E-S-O-F-L-I-F-E, ministries, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S.org fullnessoflifeministries.org and it'll take you to all the different links. Hey, well, thank you. So at this point, I'm going to ask you a personal question. What yeah. gives you the most happiness and fulfillment in your life at this point? Okay. Um, obviously, uh, I'm going to give the obvious answer <laughs> before I go into, I'll give you the primary answer and then I'll go into, obviously, my relationship with, with God you know, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit gives the greatest satisfaction. Uh, but uh, so that is the primary driver of my life, you know, spending time with him, worshipping him, reading his words, listening to his, to the Holy Spirit. Uh, but then personally, um, things that have given me the greatest satisfaction, like I said, uh, is, is going on missions, you know, and uh, God has given me the, the privilege of, of of uh, you know ministering in 
by God's grace, you know, over 18 nations. Um, so that's been, that's been incredible, you know, uh, uh, like Romania and, you know, quite a few countries in Europe, Hungary, Albania, Russia, Germany, Spain, France. Um, you know, it's been, you know, been a, a privilege. And then in Africa and in Asia. So just traveling, um, and ministering, preaching, obviously rapping, and seeing God moving signs and wonders, you know, people getting saved, people getting healed, um, you know, just, yeah, that brings a lot of joy and satisfaction to me. Yeah, yes. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for sharing your story and your ministry. So I have one last question. Yeah, thank you for getting you on my podcast as well. I go to grace. Yeah. And um, I have one last question before we complete. Yep. What is your best advice on living an incredible, amazing life? Okay. Uh, my best advice for living an incredible, amazing life is, is number one, you know, um, if you don't know Jesus, get to know him. <laughs> um, my ministry is called Fullness of Life Ministries because of John 10 10 that's what it's based on jesus said i came that you might have life and that you might have life in all its fullness um if you read a, a different interpretation it says life till it overflows so you know a lot of people think life is in drinking um, drugs um, sleeping around they think that's where life is but that's that only leads to death true life is only found in jesus and in knowing him so if you don't know him, get to know Jesus. If you already know him, get to know him better. And the way you do that is by uh, praying, reading his words, spending time with him, uh, listening to him. And then obviously whatever he tells you to do with your life, get out there and do it. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Joseph. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being on your podcast, Kim. All right. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. Look forward to speaking to you soon. God bless. Thank you.